Okay. All right, that's good. Unreli also unrelated. Look at this cute thing I got for That's so cute. He's gonna love that. Yeah. I'm gonna freak out. It's because on the inside, it's uh, many, many tank twos. Aww. Yeah. I saw it at, at the bins and I was like, I love this. I also love this weird one. It has a shirt that says, I'm a virgin. <laughs> the way, why is that? I, literally, I have no idea. I'm like, what the fuck does that possibly mean? Jesus, what did they mean? Here, by I'll, that? Take a, I'll, I'll take how, a picture was... and we can include this in the episode. Yeah. Hello. Hi. We're here again. To... We're talking about. Oh, we're fun. We shouldn't. Do we're fun critters. <laughs> I'm Brew. I'm Jay Bearhat. Uh, there is a pandemic. <laughs> we're, we're coming at you live from the bunker. We're recording. <laughs> we're reporting from the central, the central headquarters of. Uh, if you've seen that Econolodge that they painted the sign a solid black. Yeah. <laughs> that's where we're at right now. Yeah, that's. Right. <laughs> we're we're recording inside the Econolodge. Uh, so if you can't, if you hear a bunch of weird noise, that's just people getting tested on, uh, yeah. and not. Not the fact that we have a bunch of people upstairs. <laughs> in my it's not. House. It's not roommates. It is patients. Yeah. So you have to be patient uh, with oh, them. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> fun. Like that little twist of words. Um. Yeah. We live in a hell world, uh, and everything's everything's uh, on fire at the moment. Uh, on the upside, though, uh -huh. um, since. Brew and I likely will not be having jobs soon. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, a lot of great upgrade, uh, a lot of great progress will be made oh on God. film critters. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have so much time to work on film critters. Like day day one of the pandemic, I was like, so when we inevitably don't have work for like four <laughs> weeks, let's just like work on the next episode and try to bang the script out. There's and no so, fucking way. So that might be a tight turnaround time. So you yeah. know, keep your eyes peeled for that. But we're not here to talk about. The future. We're not here to talk about real life. We're here to talk about let's dissociate. The past. Yeah, let's dissociate. Uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about portrait of a lady on fire. Um, very good. Yeah, portrait d'une jeune fille en feu. Uh, it's a good movie. It's it was wow. it is surprise not surprisingly good, but it was a movie that I walked out being like, damn, that was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh I mean, it's kind of a meaty film. What do we let's dive? Let's yeah. Where to start? Where to start? I, well, yeah. Okay. I I would say my favorite uh, aspect of Portrait of, of a Lady on Fire is how it um it was it was really cute how it kind of started on a blank canvas. I I know that's like very uh it's very like French political cartoon. -y in a <laughs> I was gonna say way. a little a little it's uh, a little on the nose. A little on the nose. Yeah. Um. But but it was cute because the the movie like kind of kept that theme uh, throughout, where um, it was all about the gays, not the and hey, not you you might be thinking when I say gays, what did she just say? <laughs> what did she mean by that? What you, uh, not G A Y S, silly. Uh, uh, G -A both, yeah, actually, both, both, both. Actually, it's a homo. It's a homonym. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um. Bang, bang, banging them out, banging them out. This, <laughs> this epidemic is going great for my brain right now. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, the, it was, uh, it kind of uh, pulled the form of like painting into this sort of co like rumination on gaze and what gaze is and uh, kind of how it, how it affects people, um, which kind of culminated in that really incredible scene where it was. Uh, you know, while you're looking at me, I'm looking at you. That kind of thing. Ah, uh, the yeah. Uh, th but my favorite thing of the film, uh, but the, the, similarly, uh, uh, is how the film is also structured like a portrait, which I actually hated at first until you pointed that out to me. 
Right. Because uh, at first I was like, oh, the first 45 minutes, I was kind of worried that the film was going to be way too French and it was just going to be like, the characters are just empty vessels for you, the audience, to project your ideas onto. And I was like, that's uh, two hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that does not sound great. And then it got really good. Uh, and then you pointed out that the first shot you see of the film is a blank canvas and then the sort of process of a portrait being made. Yeah. And that that is how the film is structured because the first 45 minutes about the first act of the film is uh, kind of broad strokes giving you a vague shape of what the of what the film is and of what yeah. the characters are because that is how you start a portrait. Mm-hmm. And I just realized uh, when you said like the first shot is a blank uh, canvas that the last shot of the film is uh, the titular lady on fire in portrait uh, holding for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Just kind of holding on her... Uh, specifically not looking at the camera, but gazing away from the camera uh, in in a sort of portraiture pose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so even, even the structure of the film where it's like the visual cues of the beginning and ending are like the beginning and the end of a portrait. Yeah. And it's really, yeah, it's really effective. And it's a really effective like emotional portrait of a character just because it's like, it's all about... Uh, sort of this concept of the self that's like put forward because there's this like um like moment where there's like you see the painting and she's like with her daughter and it's like heart-wrenching it's like it's you know it's like horrifying uh and then she's like has the page flipped open that like is the one where she like drew herself on or whatever yeah uh and so it's just like uh, this collection of things that these two people just like have with each other that nobody else gets to have and that like very last scene like the very last shot of the movie is like a culmination of that that's been happening like you know throughout the film where like nobody else has this perspective and no one else is looking and like no one else sees that no one else understands the context that this like woman is listening to this song that her you know her past lover had told her about had had not only told her about but attempted to play for her yeah but couldn't get past the first um the sort of first, there's like, there's like, like she's like describing what the music is and how it sounds to her because the character has never been to uh, an opera or anything like that. Yeah. And then she gets like, like 35, like 30, 45 seconds into it. And then she's like, oh, I can never remember how this part goes. And so in the film, in that last shot, as you're watching her, when it gets to that part of the song, and she, because like she describes, she's like, it's supposed to be like all the bugs waking up from this thunder, but like I can't remember how to play it. And it gets to that, you can see her like visibly like see almost for a second and lose a bit of composure yeah. as like essentially the, the the beauty of the music hits her and like it's the sort of like um consummation of this like earlier scene that they had that was really important to them so it's not just yeah. that the song means something to her it's that it's like she's getting a sense of closure from finally hearing how this music goes while the uh artist is essentially getting a type of closure by getting to see her one last time without her seeing her yeah it's oh god damn <laughs> it's really it's a really effective movie y'all ever yearned it's it's <laughs> oh, it hits exactly what i love about good gay media yeah which is about about love being tragic it's kind of not actually like the the greatest thing uh especially when you're gay especially when it's like <laughs> a thousand times more fraught yeah absolutely uh, uh and it's i i genuinely love that stuff because i think it's a specific type of tragicness to gay love 
uh, not in the like boring Voltron barrier gaze way, <laughs> but the, the, so, the sort of tragicness of gay love that I think makes gay love much more meaningful and much more yeah. emotional to gay people. And which both makes for great art, and also if you're gay and watching gay art like that, you're just like, oh, it do be like that. <laughs> oh, it does oh, feel that shit. way. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, I, I I thought that's the sort of, like, historical uh, aspect of it um, really, really made for, like, because you could have made this movie about, like, present day, and it would have been, like, maybe, like, present day homosexuality is still absolutely fraught, and there is still, like, there's still a lot to kind of... You know, there, there's still a lot kind of getting in between love or whatever. But, like, uh, the the specific things that they went through as women and, like, the sort of, like, arranged marriages and, like, all of that stuff was just, like, it really provided, like, a really great shorthand um, for, you know, like, historical misogyny and, like, how, how men make themselves present in women's lives um, and just all of this shit. Uh, it- even the, the history of misogyny in art specifically, because there's, yeah. there's a very key plot point where the uh, the, the painter character basically says uh, that she paints under her father's name. Yeah. Uh, and she releases all of her paintings as if they are recently recovered paintings from her father. Yeah. Uh, and God. it's it's very heavily implied that it's sort of a nudge, nudge, wink, wink thing in the art world, that they all know that that's not what it is, but that for the purposes of actually having the art have value, they have to pretend that it is. Yeah, 100%. And there's also the, like, there's some sort of plot point about how women aren't allowed to, or they, like, they weren't allowed to paint men or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's allowed to paint, but she has to, she can't paint, learn how to paint men, but men can learn how to paint women. Yeah. Which, you know, whatever. It's, yeah, there's a whole bunch of that stuff. And I think, like, one of my one of my favorite parts of the movie, uh, and one of my favorite aspects of it was this kind of like third wheeling character who um, needed who like uh, basically the second act of the movie is like this woman needs an abortion, um, and like not a single man is consulted about it or like the, you know they don't they don't go to anybody they don't go to her lover that like gave her the baby they're just like it's just like a bunch of women who are all just like okay. We, we know exactly what you're going through. We know what needs to happen. We know this, this, and this. And, like, uh, you know, and they, they just provide, like, this kind of internal support structure that is that feels, like, secret and sorted. And that sort of, like, culminates in the awesome scene of them, like, singing around the fire. Oh, which is an incredible, an incredible scene. And really, um, you know, that kind of thing, that kind of thing I might normally feel like, oh, this is so, this is so corny. This might be, this is, like, a little bit. Uh, strung in but like you know you know about like the solidarity and like the the effects of this shit like the the psychological effects of this shit happening on all of them and you know like how important this moment is really um and Mm -hmm. to to be underscored by this like lesbian stare down is uh five star five five star media yield mitch fest um (laughs) shouldn't have said that as you were taking a sip of water wow thank you (laughs) Um, I, I think it's also worth noting too that the 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 character who needs to get an abortion is the other uh, kind of hired help to mm-hmm. to the to the mistress, and it's in, in this part of the film sort of as a sort of makeshift almost like uh, daughter of circumstances to the main characters. Yeah, uh, she's both she's younger. She's like I th- like supposed to be like maybe seventeen. 
like like a teenager uh or very or like early 20s to the characters like late 20s definitely is positioned as if she is their daughter and them taking her to get this abortion is like them stepping up as her makeshift parental figures um and i also realized that there's not actually i think there's only like one man in the film who really has any sort of role which is the guy who brings her the painter to the island and then yeah. there's the art people at the end of the film but beyond right. that we don't see like any other men yeah that's very true there's not a lot there's not very much presence of man in the in the film there's like the there's like the existential threat of man where it's like you're going to milan to marry this guy cuz you're cuz you're bored of shit yeah <laughs> um yeah I really liked that uh, kind of housekeeper character uh, as a foil. I, I liked her as a foil, not just as like a character and like everything that she brought to the narrative, but I, I also liked her as specifically this element of like, no, 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 no. This is platonic, uh, like platonic relationships between women. Yeah, and this is gay. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we're not doing the like their best friends thing here. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the, the small detail of her doing embroidery over the course of the film. Yeah. And how that kind of also works in the film and the idea of, like, gaze and capturing things in art uh, to remember them forever. Because there's a part near the end of the film where you see her embroidering these, this, like, vase that she's been working on the whole film. And then the camera, like, pulls out a little more. And the flowers that she's sitting in front of embroidering are dead and have <laughs> been dead. And yet she is still embroidering them as when she started the project and they were still alive. That's, I love that. Such a, it, was, it was a little small detail that I was like, that's such a like, such a clever like reinforcement of themes. I feel like I really, I really need to check up on uh, Celine Siama's like other movies. Girlhood seems kind of interesting. Did she also do Tomboy? Was that one of the ones on the list? I don't remember. Yeah, Tomboy is another Tomboy, Celine yeah. Siama. Um, that's been that's been on my list to watch forever. So that's why I was I was curious. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, I don't know. She has. She seems to have a, a really strong, uh, really strong vision and re- like a really uh, incredible idea for just like the form of the form of cinema. I mean, you know, I hate to I hate to give compliments to a to a French person, <laughs> um, but I mean, you know. But sometimes you gotta. Sometimes <laughs> you gotta. Well, I mean, like that's being a lesbian kind of cancels it out. Being a lesbian cancels out being French. <laughs> if you're gay, you're allowed to be French. Yeah. Uh, and if you're French, you better be gay or I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. The scene where they do uh, yield oh, LSD God. by fingering uh, each other's fingering armpits each other's with armpits. drug oil. I was f- floored. Completely, <laughs> completely floored. I there. OK, there is this like central canon of lesbian cinema where like. I listen, I. I'm not going to I'm not going to comment on like the accuracy or whatever but like every time there's a lesbian movie the sex is like pig pig shit crazy. Yeah. Uh you know and like I support it. Um I I thought that the ending of the handmaiden uh, especially from what I heard from some of my lesbian friends they thought it was a little bit a little bit over the top. Um but it just feels it just feels like a thing. Uh I I, I guess I, I, lesbians I, comment below. Uh, well, here's the thing about the handmaiden thing of the piggishness is like, I've definitely heard lesbians be like, yeah, the scene where they're just like aggressively scissoring 
eh, kind of a bit much. Uh, the scene where there, where she files her tooth, that is that on point. That is a that is that is like a thing where like that is how multiple dykes I know have been like, yeah, like people are like, oh, you need to see this movie. And when I got to that scene, I was like, oh, that's why I needed to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, the Handmaiden. I I I don't besmirch the Handmaiden in any other way. Uh, it's a fucking masterpiece of a movie. It's one of my favorites. Uh, but when they're like doing the bell thing at the end, that was a little silly. Oh, that was it. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. just that they were scissoring. They were they were they were ringing bells or yeah. that. <laughs> scissoring se- feels. It seems like it's in kind of a quantum state of being real. It's like I don't. I don't, I don't know. Le- Comment down lesbians, below. Lesbians, you, you need more transparency in your. Well, I guess you don't. Yeah. I, I guess society really you ruined keep that. Your, keep, keep your, your secrets. secrets. Oh, <laughs> all right then. You keep your secrets. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's, I, I, I'm a big fan of the fact that so much of lesbian cinema made by lesbians, made about lesbians, that is by people who seem chill. Yeah. Uh, just fucking ham, just wild, just wild, just emotionally fraught, insane, intense sex things. And yes, in Lady on Fire, there's a scene where they do yield drugs by fingering each other's armpits with CBD oil. Yep. <laughs> Which <laughs> not literally see. It's like. It's the brain weird weed it's, or it's like, the, I don't the know what they call hazel, it. Witch hazel. Witch hazel or something. The witch hazel Colloidal chestnut. silver. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just colloidal. They just have blue pits for the rest of the movie. That's how they used to find lesbians back in the old days. Pit oh my check. God. Pit check. Um, but yeah, it's it was so funny when it happened because I was like, this is very clearly the, the director being like, all right, but now I need a scene that's like when you and your girlfriend are just like hanging out and smoking weed and being dumbasses. Uh, but <laughs> weed wasn't invented in the 1600s. Yeah, but you know, in in ancient France, so it'll it'll be some like midwives like ah, take three of these uh, and your your child will grow up to have a hand of God bullshit. Just making something in a fucking mortar and pestle in the middle of a castle. And putting it in your fucking armpits. So funny. They made it look like it was Molly. Like, when her eyes were all dilated oh, yeah. and shit. Her eyes were, like, fucking... There's, like, a part where they comment on it. It's even, like, the, the, the fucking you're doing drugs if you're a partner thing of, like, oh, your yeah. eyes are so big. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, a great scene. Uh, um, what a great scene in a movie full of great scenes. So, yeah, yeah, as I said earlier, the first 45 minutes can feel a bit of a slog, but it is... I don't want to be like, it is worth it, but it has purpose. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, I think the the sort of broad strokes aspect of the first 45 minutes where it's just kind of getting the contours of like this developing relationship and like what this, uh, you know, meeting this new person and find, finding out what she's like. It's like kind of you feel a little bit kind of lost in the weeds in that part of the movie, um, which I think is a little bit uh, sort of illustrative of the process of like falling in love, I guess. Uh it like it kind of uses the method to kind of help tell the story, um, and and the sort of like weird, the weirdness and the sort of uh, the pace of the narrative is kind of you know helps become part of the structure. Another great scene being the one where like the the scene you mentioned earlier of the like when you gaze at me I gaze at you yeah uh, and so you know it starts out with the the butch character being like 
oh, I know all these things about you because I've been watching you so long since painting, so I can I can tell exactly what you're thinking. Uh, and then the, the femme... Lesbians love movies that are just femmes owning butches. <laughs> uh, just turning it back on her, but specifically turning it on her in a way that's very clearly making her more pissed off, where she's like, well, you don't know what to say, you scratch your nose. And when you get real pissed off, your eyebrows lower. Like, <laughs> What a good scene. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, there should just be an entire uh, section of media that's just femmes uh, demolishing butches. I, I, and there is. <laughs> there is. There is, thankfully. It's this film. And, uh, it's, and it's called uh, Crash Pad. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know the reference because I'm uh, not gay enough. <laughs> uh, it's uh, probably now defunct queer Oakland porn uh, scene. Oh, word. Uh, it. I'll say, you know, it's been long enough. I'll say, it. Crash Pad sucks. <laughs> I, I don't I mean, want to know how many people in Oakland you're pissing off right now. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're I, all the way down there. I, I, I made a zine called Gay Apathy many years ago, and I still lived in Oakland, and there's a line in it about I'm tired of queer porn because it's just people with better ass eating technique and worse pay. Uh, and that was about Crash Pad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um... No, no one, no one who listens to this podcast <laughs> watches Crash Pad. <laughs> they're all Zoomers. Are, they're, are... they're literally too young to know what Crash Pad is. <laughs> oh my God! I apologize to our Zoomer audience. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know what. I, what I else? Apologize to Zoomer. We don't have a Zoomer audience. They're, we, they're all honestly, dead millennials. Honestly, we probably do have a Zoomer audience. Oh no! They're, I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> welcome one, welcome all, but we t- we we say some adult words on yeah. this show. Well, Zoomer doesn't mean child. <laughs> Just to me, it does. I, <laughs> I mean, like, They're old, Zoomers are like old enough to drink. To me, like a twenty-two-year-old is a child. That's fair. That uh, twenty-two. If you're twenty-two, listen. Go back to Nick Junior. <laughs> <laughs> go back. When's your homework due, yeah. bitch? Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, portrait <laughs> of a lady on fire. Uh, I love the fact that the portrait of the titular portrait, um, is not the scene of her getting, is not the scene of the lady on fire. Yeah. That the portrait she draws later of it is inaccurate. Yeah, that's true. Because it's like, yeah, she shows this incredible, like, landscape where there's this, like, tiny i thought that i thought that painting fucking ripped that was a cool painting that was i want that painting yeah i want i want to if they don't sell prints of that fuck you (laughs) fuck you i want merchandise of french lesbian art films (laughs) well you can technically do that because they did hire a uh woman painter uh to do essentially all of the paintings in the movie and she's actually she's incredibly talented um obviously uh, as evidenced by her work in the film um I was curious about that because there's definitely not to not to knock the the actor, but there's definitely parts where she starts painting, and I'm just like, that does not look right. <laughs> <laughs> like the the strokes she's doing are either very clearly trying to not fuck up the painting that's already on screen, yeah, or it's that, like, like acting uh, painting, yeah, or it's like ah, uh, let me start with a broad stroke, and she starts, and it's like an S. <laughs> I'm like, there's no shape of the body that's an S like that. Last night I watched. Um... The Love Witch with my roommates, uh, and there's um, a bunch of really incredible paintings in that movie, and it, it. But like when she when it shows her painting them, it's like the most like acting shit. It's just like a dry brush, just like going over the same areas. It's really it's really funny. That movie's great. Uh, everyone watch The Love Witch. 
Um, um, so here's here's the here's the actual painting. Beautiful. I really so want that. I, I misremembered it as her having it uh, consuming her body. It's not, but it is it is definitely different. Which I, I felt like was definitely an intentional thing of because like you know the big theme of the film was like memory and the use of art to kind of capture memories forever. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's very relevant that like this painting that she definitely did much 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 later is inaccurate because it's already so the time by the time she did it she had already started to forget the details yeah that's um what a sad uh movie <laughs> very very tragic film as really, it turns out uh, really hurt really hurt that shit hurted calling out the verge portrait of a lady on fire is a queer romance that dares you to listen closely it's a lesbian romance just say the word <laughs> It's lesbian. There's, there's doesn't start with a Q. Yeah, there's, there is like few things that annoy me more than when people say either LGBT, yeah, like or no. queer for for things that have like a a more specific identity. Yeah, because like queer is like you know some people use queer as like an identity. That's fine, but like this isn't a queer romance. It's a lesbian romance movie. The characters are explicitly lesbians. It's not like. Not, <laughs> not a lesbian movie. I don't know. It's, it's I'm sick of this erasure. The LGBT thing is the one that might more annoys me because people are like, as an LGBT person, and I'm just like all four. <laughs> You're damn. <laughs> damn. Well, damn. <laughs> damn. Someone's a little greedy bitch. <laughs> is that what the B stands for? Is that what the G B stands for? Greedy bitch. <laughs> little greedy bitch. <laughs> little greedy bitch time. <laughs> little greedy bitch time. Oh my god. Let's get Biden to quit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that the scene where they uh did like the little the little painting rendition of like the abortion that was like great. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the thing I really liked about that scene is I felt like it was very intentionally like when they were staging it and setting it up to be painted, it felt like they were also, and this ties into themes of gaze and et cetera, um, mm -hmm. staging it in a way to make it ambiguous if, say, someone else found the painting that it was of an abortion. Yeah. Because it was uh, framed in a way where it could easily be of a delivery. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was really clever of the film to or it was like a very clever like kind of subtle subtle thing where even in this like kind of quiet personal a very personal art piece to the three women involved in making it and recreating it uh so that they can capture that memory for all of them to remember it together um they still have to make it with the with the idea of if somebody else sees this. Right. Yeah. Um also, that was another thing I want to remember. Is another thing I really liked in in the terms of the film's gazing is how often they also tie that into the concept of the audience's gaze because there are so many scenes of characters gazing at you, the audience, in situations in which you are ostensibly not supposed to be like it's ostensibly you were supposed to be seeing something else. You know, scenes of characters being painted and it's a close up of their face, but they're staring at you as if you are the painter. So while you are gazing at them, you know, they're gazing back at you. Yeah. But even in the opening after the, the shots of the portraits, the first thing we see uh, is as the painter character is talking, we don't see her. We see uh, kids, the kids surrounding her, the, the young women that she's tutoring, painting as they're looking up and looking into the camera. Right. Uh, so one God. of the first things you get is just a row of painter, of artists gazing upon you, the audience. So good. So good. What a, what a, 
The movie is the movie really hammers you over the head with it in really, a way that I like. Really uses film language. Yeah. It's a fucking movie. And if I bet if I went knew more about art or whatever it was French, <laughs> so I knew more about art by birth. Oh, fuck it. Uh, I'd probably, there'd probably be <laughs> other like cute little things. I'd be like, oh, and this was a little reference to uh, Elise Jean Aquas, uh, 1980, 1689 piece. Uh, a girl oh eats up Reese's toast. <laughs> <laughs> the woman with the fire earring. <laughs> B- bitch's ass <laughs> by Jean-Luc uh, the, Ronaldo oh my god the best painting of the romantic era <laughs> bitch's ass <laughs> bitch ass man what a what a good tragic ending what a what a yeah. powerful ending yeah if you didn't see this movie why are you watching but you should go see <laughs> it uh, ab- absolutely hot. cannot recommend it enough Unless you guess you don't like art films and are easily right. bored, maybe you won't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe give it a try anyway. Fuck it. Smoke a shitload of weed. Yeah. It's a, it's a fucking gorgeous film. Like, it's, it's really it, even it's if, quite gorgeous. Even if you get bored by like uh, the plot of it, or don't like movies that take place in the old times, and buddy, I'm right there with you. <laughs> gorgeous film. Absolutely could recommend getting stoned. You will love <laughs> to view Adele Haynell, uh running across the uh, coastline of of France. Uh, as as the sea foam sprays. Um, oh, that's so, those shots were so good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, what a photogenic ocean. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, if, if you want, you know, more uh, more in depth sort of video essays, there's a bunch of video essays about um, uh, about this movie. I saw one that I I saw one that I what quite liked. I fucking. Not gonna remember the name of it. Put it down down below. It's down down below. below. I'll put it on the screen. You'll see it and all that shit. Um, Put the whole video essay on the screen. uh, Yeah, it's gonna be stop our audio. Put the entire (laughs) video essay on. And yeah, we are keeping the ads on this video, by the way. So we we will be (laughs) we will be monetizing another person's hard work here. (laughs) Someone else's content. I mean, that's what the show is all about, baby. Yeah. You worked hard on this movie. Now, mine now. Give me the money. I get money from uh, the internet because you made this uh, thing. Um, So thank you. (laughs) Thank you, you, Celine Siama, for making sure that I don't become fucking homeless. Um, And uh, because America's uh, not good. Uh, And also thank you for making sure that we are fed. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Metaphorically and (laughs) literally. (laughs) We, We do need a good... A, a good lesbian drama to come out every every financial quarter, or else every the economy, five years. or else the economy <laughs> tanks. That's actually why it's been too long since Portrait of Lady on Fire came out, and there hasn't been another one. That's why the economy is uh yeah that's, in this that, fucking shitter. Right that's now. actually what that one and a half trillion dollars that the government just pulled out of its fucking ass and gave to the stock market for them to immediately flush it back into the toilet. Yeah, um, America. I'm gonna try not to get more political. <laughs> I saw that. I got so pissed off. <laughs> I swear to God, we will we will stop being this political and angry on the podcast once Bernie is president. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that is, and that is a threat. <laughs> and that is a threat. And yeah, thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I hope you. Oh, and be a lesbian. And be a lesbian. If, if, you have the, if you have the option. Yeah. If, <laughs> And some of us don't. We, yeah, <laughs> we we know we know that in this economy, not everyone can choose to be lesbian. It's just a, it's a really long application process. You have to go through like a uh, court. You have to go through like a court of appeals. Oddly enough, only one in the acronym that has the gatekeeping. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um. 
I'll, I, I'll uh, let Future Brew decide whether or not to cut that or leave that you in. You know, you know, we'll see. Um, but thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this us talking about this shit. Hope you enjoyed Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh, we need to do our money. Oh, God, money. Our, our capitalism. Capitalism, yeah. Uh, uh, what would you rather have spent your uh, hard-earned ticket dollars on? Uh, what would I rather have spent it on? Yeah. That's a hard I, one. I, coronavirus test kit. Oh. <laughs> oh. Like, if I get, like, a cheap Walmart one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Um... I don't know, maybe like a like a really good like lesbian painter's like actual portrait right. of a lady of a lady on fire. Yeah. Yeah, uh I don't think she's a lesbian, but Catherine Catherine Graham's uh book of portraits. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I think it's really good. I, I flipped through it at a friend's house. It's very good. I would probably spend my ticket price on that and be yeah. just as satisfied. Catherine is it Grafham? I, I think, think it's, it's yeah, I think I said Graham, but I think it's Catherine Grafham. Um Cat uh, go look at her. Go look at her paintings. Uh, she's incredible. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> put that oh, down below as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would rather have spent it on pit drugs. Yeah, pit. Oh, <laughs> fuck, that's a good choice. <laughs> they probably some, did, they probably did not spend a lot of money on some that pit too. Weed. Then. They pro- uh, probably not. It was. They, I mean, well, they just picked it. I mean, they did a tra- they did a trade for it. Yeah, like oh, oh yeah, I forgot that they did that. I, for some reason, I thought that they got it from one of the people at the like I think burning they did. I think, at the I burning think, gal at, <laughs> at burning man <laughs> at, at burning lady <laughs> at burning broad. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you not rather spend your ticket price on? Um. You know, like those, like, uh, like those carnival, like the the kind of carnival caricatures that they'll do on like boardwalks. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't spend my money on that. Those suck. I I, I fall for them every time. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a furry. And and I'm a, I, you could just go on the internet and like get. But furries won't draw. If, if you tell a furry to draw you with a big head drawing driving a tiny car, they think it's a sex thing. That's true. I guess you're right. <laughs> and maybe it is a sex thing for those guys on the boardwalk, but I don't know that. So. <laughs> hey, what you don't know won't hurt you. Um, I would not rather have spent my money on... Uh, um, I don't know. I'm sick of going to the orchestra. I just, I'm just i just crying the whole time, you know? Oh, okay. yeah. No, just... I, I, I canceled my opera subscription. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my membership has lapsed, and I, I just don't think I can do it. Every time I go, I just cry. Yeah, I just, uh, I, like, it's, it doesn't have, like, a really great selection. It's always, like, bugs this, thunder that. Yeah. Pff. Who, I mean, Rights come on, of Spring. Guys. Uh, uh, how many, how many fucking times can I see Rights of Spring? Yeah, come on. Um, Yeah. So I guess that's my I guess that's my answer. Too many wind instruments. Just not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta get more violins in there. Uh, <laughs> can you tell how cultured we are? <laughs> how much we, so, we know exactly what we're talking we about? We are so stupid. We are so fucking dumb. Um, but in spite of that, you're our favorite. Thank you for listening. Um, we're gonna be. Uh, so we had a poll. What was the the subject of the poll? Um, it was. Actri- it was like oh, actresses who commonly get typecast. Yes, I think it, it was specifically like typecast. It was like Revenge of the Typecast. It was like yeah. actresses who kind of gotten written off or typecast, right? Uh, and movies that they had been in that we thought were like really, really good and showed off that they're yeah. like actually they're really good actresses. 
Yeah. Uh, and Megan's, uh, not Megan's Megan body. Fox. Megan Fox one with Jennifer's body. Yeah. Uh, which actually, so, I think about it, she kind of is playing a sort of typecast character, but like a good version. <laughs> it's it's different. I've, it's I've, different. I've yeah. already seen Jennifer's body once before. I'm excited to I'm excited to revisit because it's, it's a fucking banger. Uh, but that's really exciting. Uh, join our Patreon because that's going to be exclusive to our Patreon subscribers. That's talking about Jennifer's body. Every, uh, every not month. literally about Jennifer's. You know, you know what yeah, I mean. The movie Jennifer's body. <laughs> the film. Uh, every every month we do a, we do a throws it back special. It's very similar to these processes, but it's us talking about an older film that yeah. is voted on by you, the fans. You, the fans. And uh, we think next month. Uh, is ah uh, yeah, we'll let it be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Because I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know yet. Oh, uh, well, we, oh, you know what? We'll figure it out. Yeah. But thank you again. Uh, join us next time. I'm Baru. I'm J. Bearhat. Bye. Bye. Oh, also, patrons uh, get to hear these uh, three oh, yeah, days yeah. early, and they yeah. get full episodes one week early. Yeah. So if you want to be and VIP, they get their names in it. So you know, if you want to, if you want to be, if you want to see your name on it. VIP. 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 Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Ah!